Thank you for listening and welcome to You Talk. We highlight stories across Canada, the diverse cultures and communities living here, and organizations that help make life the best it can be. I'm your host, Ryan Funk. In Canada, 94% of kinesiology and physical education university faculties are white. As of September 2020, only 5.7% of NHL players identified as indigenous, black, or part of a racialized community. So how can sports be an equal playing field when we're seeing statistics like this? The anti-racism in sport campaign seeks to increase, promote, and engage in discussions on anti-racism in sport and about the presence of all levels of racism in sport in Winnipeg and its impact on people's lives. They also want to raise awareness, address and eliminate racism and discrimination experienced by First Nations, Métis, Inuit, Black, racialized and religious minority communities in sports in Winnipeg. Here are Daria and Alan, who will tell us a little bit more about the launch of the campaign and what we can expect to see from it in the future. My name is Daria Kara Palmer, and I'm the campaign project manager at IPW for the anti-racism and sport campaign. I'm Alan Mankiewicz, and I'm the communications coordinator. Why not tell me a little bit about what this campaign is? I mean, it's kind of in the name, but, you know, maybe a little bit more detail than that. (laughs) Sure. So um, Winnipeg's anti-racism sport campaign is a multifaceted approach to how we're going to address, disrupt, and eliminate discrimination and racism in sport faced by First Nations, Métis, Inuit, Black, racialized, and religious minority communities in Winnipeg. And so we're throughout this year, which is a one-year campaign funded by Heritage Canada, we'll be doing several different activities, including a research project on um, a literature review, environmental scan and focus groups on lived experiences of racism and discrimination in sport and the root causes, and then also resources and uh, initiatives that we believe will be able to help the cause. School presentations for middle school students. So we'll be teaming up with a team of prominent uh, sport figures and community sport leaders to do presentations to middle school students on the instances of racism. What do you do, the negative impacts, and then um, how do you identify and promote inclusion in sport inside and outside of school? Then we're also going to have training for sports stakeholders uh, with education and training on how to identify, address, and eliminate racism and discrimination in sport, and really incorporating uh, the Truth and Reconciliation Commission's calls to action, specifically 89 and 90, to really address barriers, policies, and programs to physical activity and that they're inclusive of Indigenous people. And then our last piece, which Alan can probably go into a little bit more, is our public awareness campaign. And this is a citywide public awareness campaign in Winnipeg, where we're really going to be focusing on messaging, key messaging and imagery um, that's really about raising awareness of the importance of uh, addressing racism and discrimination and really promoting inclusion and multiculturalism. So we have several ideas at this point. Uh, we're currently working on a video uh, that'll feature uh, different community members and uh, sports figures. Um, just, you know, showing the impacts of racism and, you know, not just overt racism, but how uh, different forms of racism uh, impacts, uh, you know, people's ability to participate in sport. And, uh, you know, in our research, we've seen that uh, the, the kinds of racism that people are facing, uh, it actually, you know, discourages people from participating in sport and 
you know, they might join a team, they might play for a year or two and have a bad experience, then they'll never play a sport again. Uh, so obviously we want to uh, prevent those kinds of things from happening, whether it's, um, you know, examples of overt racism or, you know, structural racism within uh, uh, different sport bodies that are, um, you know, make, make for an unwelcoming environment for uh, people who want to get involved in sport. Yeah, we want to make the environment open for everyone because we never know know who's going to be the next big Olympians, mm -hmm. especially those who are, you know, kind of uh, have a sour taste in their mouth after they've had kind of a negative experience in there. Yeah, exactly. So um, that's why we have sort of a multifaceted campaign, you know, uh, fo focused on a variety of different audiences, whether it's um, school presentations, which will be getting underway soon and we're very excited about to educate uh middle school students about uh, racism and anti-racism uh, approaches. Um, and also um, the public awareness campaign, like we mentioned, and uh, various other activities, uh, working with uh, provincial sport bodies, uh, uh, looking at their policies and uh, processes to ensure that, um, uh, yeah, like, like I said, that uh, sports are, are welcome for everybody. So the campaign launched uh, end of April. How has reception been for it so far? Reception's been incredible. I think we had over 1,300 people watch the live event of the launch. So we were overwhelmed with that response. And then also with the media response, I think we had, you know, maybe like half a dozen, if not more articles in different types of media for the entire week and the week after. And we're still getting interview requests. So we just did an interview yesterday with CTV as well. Um, Super exciting. Yeah, so it's been really great. We've had a lot of really good uptake and a lot of feedback um, and people wanting to become involved. And so that really shows that there's a need for this in Winnipeg and uh, it just motivates us even more. There was a number of uh, organizations and people involved in kind of the launch and creation of this campaign. How did all these pieces and individuals come together to make this all happen? So as I mentioned before, the host organization is Immigration Partnership Winnipeg. And so that's where Alan and I both work. And there was a sector group that they host sort of like a, a committee on civic engagement and inclusion, uh, which is a sector table. And so one of the issues that really came to light was how racism discrimination really plays an impact to newcomers, especially when they're joining sport. And so um, through this, uh, idea that came from the sector table, IPW connected and partnered with multiple different organizations like Sport Manitoba, Manitoba Aboriginal Sport and Recreation Council, um, City of Winnipeg, ERCOM, um, Manso, several different other organizations to come together and partner to create a one-year campaign where all of them work on various different working groups. So we have about 30 different organizations and about 40 different people that are part of this campaign. Is part of this campaign to help remove derogatory or racist uh, team names? Uh, we've seen over the past couple of years that conversation coming up both in the United States and here in Manitoba with a lot of these uh, smaller baseball teams and sports teams uh, across the prairies. One of the pieces of the research is that um, we're, we're going to be asking these types of questions and what is going to make a difference in um, addressing racism in sport. And part of anti-racism is to not have team names like that, um, that are, you know, derogatory or, or racist. 
And so through the campaign, we're hoping to make recommendations, especially through our accord, which is similar in concept to the Indigenous Accord that the city of Winnipeg has, whereby organizations can sign on and commit to being an anti-racist organization, which would include removing derogatory and racist names is, is, is something that we'd be looking at. Can you go into a little bit more detail about what those uh, that research and questions are going to look like in kind of the coming months and years? Part of the research that we've done already is the environmental scan literature review. And so that's just being finished up. It'll be published probably in the next month or so. And what it was really looking at was the history of racism in general in, in Canada. And then how does it tie to racism uh, to um racism in sport, and then what are the instances um, that we can learn from, and how can we how can we look at the existing policies and existing programs and say, are they really being effective? And what does it mean to be effective to to change the the landscape of uh, of sport in Canada and also in Winnipeg? So that's really what the the campaign is really going to look for in the in the research is about. Um, what is existing and what can we do to further it? And so some of the questions are going to be very much similar is what, what are people's experiences and how can we change those experiences? Following up on kind of the uh, different approaches that this campaign is hoping to tackle, why is it important to you know, have those school presentations and talk with our youth about this issue? I think it's really important to talk to youth about issues. Uh, I don't think youth get enough credit for the amount of... Uh, of power that they have and the power that they're going to have in the future to how they're going to impact sport with their teammates or as coaches or as leaders later on. And so having that understanding and that education early on, especially for middle school years, I think will be paramount to ensuring that the next generation doesn't have to face the same issues that others had. How can the community get involved in this and help continue these conversations and remove uh, racism from our uh, local sports teams? Education. I think learning is the biggest piece and being open to the idea of learning and and really being compassionate for the experiences that people have had, but then also celebrating the great work that Indigenous, Black, racialized, religious minority community members have um, have accomplished. I think it's really great to, to look at pro athletes um, or even Olympic athletes or community leaders and say, wow, they're doing really great work and we need to support the great work that they're doing. Um, Following the campaign for different education pieces, we have training that we're going to be providing for parents, for players, for coaches, for sport administrators. So if that's something that people are interested in and they want to learn more about, we really encourage this training and it's going to be delivered completely free. There's no cost to this. What are some ways for us to help continue to eliminate barriers you know, for individuals to participate in sports? There's a few different ways. I mean, some of them are systematic. So when we're looking at creating policies within organizations uh, around anti-racism, what's appropriate, what's not appropriate? Um, is there a zero tolerance for it? Implementing programming that's inclusive of everyone, that's a really big piece when we're looking at uh, systematic. Also, um, actively and intentionally engaging and recruiting board members and sport leaders who are Indigenous, Black, racialized, religious minority community members is really important that um, they see themselves in leadership roles and that we encourage those leadership roles as well. You've completed one research project and the details are going to be coming out soon. What are some of the other research that uh, you're hoping to kind of tackle over these uh, uh, 
until March 2022. And what sort of uh, information have have you already noticed coming out of the research that has been completed? So the next piece of research that we're doing are the focus groups. And so we just had our ethics approved by the University of Manitoba, where we are housing our research. And we'll be recruiting participants for our research, I believe, starting next week or the week after. So look out for that if that's something that um, people are interested in in participating in, where we're going to be dividing people up into different focus groups to really find out about, you know, what can make a difference in, in sport when we're looking at racism, discrimination, and how can we translate that into sports systems and leaders and policies and programs and implementation. So that's what we're looking forward in the future. And then uh, what we've noticed so far is the the instances of racism in sport, it, it just goes it just goes so deep. Right. It's not something that just happened, you know, in the 50s or in the 60s, that it happens and continues today. I mean, look at yesterday with uh, Ethan Bear when he made his announcement um, in regards to the racism that he faced after the, the Oilers games. So it's it's existing. It's there. And, and to say that it's not there is isn't doing justice to the people who are fighting against it. What should someone do if they're noticing discrimination or racism when they're at a sports game or watching their kids play sports or maybe for these kids uh, who are athletes maybe they're noticing these um these issues on their team what can they do to help this is a tricky one because i think it really depends on um depends on the person and and whether they're in a safe environment or not right we're not trying to encourage people to to start fights and, and brawls or be be in a in a violent situation. So we really want to make sure that people feel, feel safe to do so. And and that means that they, they have a resource. So if they don't feel comfortable speaking up or addressing it or trying to get whoever is being, um, who's facing these issues, you're getting them away from the situation, but having a resource for someone to contact. So for the schools, when we're doing our school presentations, we're working with the schools to find out who is the best resource for them to go to at the school, whether it be a counselor or a teacher or a principal. Um, and then when we're looking at sports teams, those are the types of things that we're looking to make recommendations on. I'm sure you've seen at the, I think it's the Jets game that if you, if you have any issues of the Jets game, you can text a certain number, you can call a certain number and have the authorities deal with that person. Um, and, and when you're seeing it or when you're experiencing it is really sort of, um, try to clarify what is that person, what's the intent, right? And having maybe that person realize their own internal bias instead of just, you know, shouting and pointing at them, telling, calling them that they're racist, right? Because that's just going to create um, more division than anything. Yeah, that really, that's not going to solve any no, problems. it's not going to solve any problems. So it's really about, you know, understanding why, why do people think this way? You know, people, people aren't bad people. They just maybe um, have a different perspective and need to walk through that idea. And so having people uh, face their internal biases is a really important way for them to realize it themselves so that they don't repeat those actions. And that's one of the pieces that we're going to be working with in the campaign is to understand, you know, what is, what is everyone's internal bias and how can we face that and how can we deal with it? Yeah. Like you mentioned before, the only way to kind of help solve this issue is to have that kind of civil conversation and dialogue and just education. Exactly. We're not here to shame people. What we're here to do is bring everyone together, um, educate people on, you know, the barriers of uh, participating in sport that's related to racism, discrimination, but then also celebrate the great work that's already being done and the athletes who are accomplishing so much right now. Another portion of this campaign is that kind of public involvement, public education, public engagement. Are there any events or plans uh, in place kind of uh, in that uh, 
that avenue of this campaign? Yeah, so that's something that we're working on with our partners right now, and we're hoping to have more events as the year goes on. As you know, we just launched. Um, however, COVID's making it a little bit difficult for people to to connect yep. right now. So we're <laughs> looking, yeah. So we're looking at ways that we can really engage people in an effective way and in a way that's really going to make a difference. You know, we're, we've talked about webinars and and you know panels and and, and different events that can engage the public, but we really want to make sure that we're engaging them in a way that's meaningful. And so we're going to be going through the steps over the summer to sort of see what's possible and what can we do. And if we can do in-person events, we will do in-person events. We talked about having a conference, especially for sport leaders and school educators. Um, But then what are we going to do for the public and really try to engage them on a public awareness campaign or um, in other ways, if we can have events in person, that would also be really great. And just kind of finally, how important is it to have these public figures, uh, 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 visible minority uh, public figures uh, and athletes, you know, be a part of this campaign? I think it's so important that uh, people see themselves um, at, at pro athletes, but as coaches, as referees, as sport decision makers, to really know that they belong in sport, have a safe place in the sport community, and then also know that they can make a difference, that they're not just a byproduct of, you know, uh, whatever policy was stated out, but they actually they actually helped make a difference. And I think seeing people that look like them is super important. How can people help this initiative moving forward? I think following the campaign, um, again, uh, education, learning about it, asking questions also is really important. We do have a website with a lot of different resources, uh, antiracismwinnipeg.ca, I believe, Alan, is that correct? Um, yeah, I would just encourage people to follow our social media accounts. So we're on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. And our website is antiracisminsport.ca. Is there anything else, uh, both uh, either Alan or, or Daria, that you would like to uh, add? Yeah. Um, since we're still in the earlier stages of the campaign, we'll have a lot of information and uh, resources, activities that we'll be rolling out. So I would just encourage your uh, listeners to follow us on social media. Again, we're on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram at the moment, and uh, they can check out our website anytime, antiracisminsport.ca, for teachers and parents. If they'd like to request a uh, presentation at their school, for example, they can do that right on our website. So uh, yeah, if anyone has any questions, they can contact us through those social media channels or uh, email us our uh, email addresses on our website as well. If you have any stories you'd like us to share or communities we should highlight, Leave a comment on our social media or reach out to us on our website. I'm Ryan Funk. This was You Talk. And have yourself a good one.